Hello, everyone. We are back for another episode of the Breathe Deep framework that I have used, like you heard in the intro. And I have my lovely friend here, Jennifer Johnson. Um, Yeah, so Jennifer, can you first uh, introduce yourself, um, tell everybody who you are, how many kids you have, and then we'll get into the question. Yeah, so thank you, Leslie, for having me here. And first of all, I love the title of, um, you know, the podcast, Breathe. It really resonates with me. I'm Jennifer Johnson. I am a life and mindset coach, as well as a holistic occupational therapist. Um, I'm also a women's self-defense um, instructor. And... Yeah, I'm really happy to be in this space. And I have a six-year-old right now. And um, yeah, it's been quite an experience, quite a ride, for sure. Yes, yes. And uh, so you see everyone, Jennifer does all of the things, uh, which is amazing. Every Almost every woman that I have met in the past year or so, is doing amazing things. And I am honored to have you just share your mom knowledge. Um, so we're gonna get into the questions. I'm looking down because I have the questions on my phone. Um, so this, this, as you see the title of the podcast, this episode is we're getting into the letter A of breathe deep. So A is allowing the feelings. So Jennifer, she, her approach, and she could speak also what she does, but the reason I brought her on for A today is because everything Jennifer does and how she shows up in the world is, is heart centered. It's love. Like Jennifer, you are love. Like that's just who you are. Um, a little backstory of how me and Jennifer met. We were in actually two different um, coaching programs and we both became certified as life coaches, then did peer coaching together. Uh, it was not happenstance that we got paired to be peer coaches because then every all these other things started to uh, come from that. But I've noticed that Jennifer is just love and, and you're just easy to talk to. I've cried with Jennifer, like <laughs> bawled my eyes out, tears, not okay. This Jennifer is just very, she's just love and it can sound woo woo and hippie, but that's just, it's like, it just feels good to be in a space with Jennifer. So if you were watching or listening, I know you feel it. I know you already feel it because I do. So um, I want Jennifer to talk about what that means, like allowing the feelings as a new mom, like how can new moms allow their feelings in a heart centered approach? Well, first of all, thank you so much for everything that you've shared. I feel the love and I receive your words. And I think even as you express that allowing is really allowing yourself to receive what it is that you're experiencing. And I think a lot of us, and I can speak for myself, even as a new mom, I wasn't really receiving what I was doing or what I was giving to myself um, or to my child or to anybody. And I think it's just allowing yourself to process what it is that you're feeling. And I think from a heart center space is just being very honest. I think it's identifying, first of all, 
what are your values, right? When you know what your values are, so for example, for me, <laughs> one of my biggest values is honesty, right? And I struggled, if I'm honest, when I went through my postpartum journey, because I was not being honest with myself. I was not allowing myself to be honest. And when I started to notice, wow, am I being true to myself, right? With the honesty or just even what the different core values, even love, right? Am I allowing the love to be entered from others or even from myself that really shifted things for me because I was like, okay, allowing is just kind of like, even when you think about um, if you get a cup of water and you, and well, when you get a cup and you start pouring water into it, right, you're allowing the water to flow into the cup, or at least the cup is allowing the water um, to be filled. And I feel like it's the same with us. It's just, being in this state of like being able to receive, right? So if you're feeling any kind of emotion is receiving that emotion for what it is, right? Not putting a face value of, okay, it's good or bad, but just saying like, okay, like I'm experiencing this feeling. That's okay, right? I think a lot of times what happens is, and I can speak to this for myself was, you know, I guess with society or just in general, people feel like they have to be a certain way or they have to look like a certain mother, right? And so we have so much expectation of, oh my goodness, like I have to do this for the child. I have to look like this or I have to do this, but it's allowing yourself to be who you are and whatever it is that you're experiencing. And from a very heart center space, I could just be like, even just going back to your title is breathing, right? And one of the things that I tell people is, you know, the first thing that we were given on this earth is breath. And that is the first thing that we forget to do, right? God blessed us with breath. And I mean, even as we, as we speak, right, it, it may be easy for me to hold my breath because I get excited, but it's just taking that moment to pause and say, wow, I'm allowing myself the simplicity of just breath and saying, I am alive. My heart is beating, Right. And just digesting whatever emotion comes and allowing those emotions to come with ease, really, because um, for me, if I can ex uh, share my experience, what happened being uh, a new mom is, for one, there's no manual, right? And yes, there's there's certain things that are intuitive that you know, like, okay, I, sh I, I can do that. And it just kind of comes to you and you kind of hear the whispers of like, okay, like that feels right. But parenting in itself is not as intuitive, right? <laughs> and so it's allowing yourself to, to mess up and be okay with that, accepting that and saying, you know what, like, like I'm learning, like I'm allowing myself to be in this journey where I'm processing, you know, these new experiences, these new emotions, because, you know, if you're a new mother out there, the emotional dump that you get as soon as you have the baby that nobody tells you about is real, right? And you're just kind of like, okay, like, how do I deal with these emotions? But it's just allowing yourself to say, well, okay, I'm, I have this emotion, I have that emotion, and just being easy with yourself and saying, okay, what do I do with this? Sometimes you don't have to do anything other than just sit with it and embrace that at least you're feeling them, Right? And I don't know if you wanted to add on to that, um, but allowing is such a big word. 
Um, but it's, you know, I think a, a, a big thing from a heart-centered place for me that has helped is letting it be easy. And what I mean by that is I think of images, right? So I associate everything with images. Like we all think of images. It's easier for us to, like, if I were to say, hey, I give you one word, you may not identify it as much as if I were to give you a painting and you're like, huh, that's interesting. Like I see it now, right? I'm very visual. I know we all are different kind of learners, um, but just seeing allowing with what resonates with you. Like if you had to create an image for allowing, what would that image look like for you, right? How would you, how would that picture or that visual look like for you, right? And, and knowing that it's yours because we're all different. I think that's the other part of allowing is that we're all so uniquely and beautifully made that we get to allow that process that we don't have to be like somebody else, right? And just embodying that, right? That's another really heart-centered way of just accepting like who you are and embodying that love and saying, okay, like I'm allowing myself this love, right? I'm allowing myself this ease and I'm allowing myself to breathe through these experiences. So, yeah. I love that. That there was, I was writing notes because there was, Jennifer shared just so much with us in, in a great way, in a great way, uh, especially as a new mom. I want to go back. Cause like I said, I took notes while you were talking cause it was just such great things. And I want to go back to how you were saying, you know, A is allow the feelings. How do we do that? And the, one of the first things I heard you say was to identify our values. How can you go into that more? Because especially for new moms, right? And like I, you know, say in the intro, I deem a new mom as somebody with kids under the age of five. So if your kids are five and under, you are a new mom. I'm still a new mom because my kids are um, three and four, but they're actually, my son is turning five this year and my daughter's turning four. So I'm almost out of the new mom uh, bracket. But how do we do that, Jennifer? Identify our values as new moms when we're so, it, it's a lot. Like, especially if you have like an infant, and they are that newborn infant, they are depending on you. So when you say identify values, can you like give the the people that are listening like a simple way of doing that? Because I know when I hear identify values, I'm like, oh shit. I'm just like, okay, so I gotta like, I don't know. Because if I can be transparent with you, I didn't find myself until I had kids. So I, and that's where a lot of the crying and stuff when I first, after I first had my kids, a lot of the crying and, and the, you know, the mental health um, journey that I went on was because I was grieving that I never found myself before kids. And now that I had kids, I'm this, I'm different. I'm not the same person. So I was grieving. I was grieving that I never found that Leslie before kids. And now I had to find this new Leslie. And that in itself was a, it was a big mental shift for me. 
Um, and I, I did start finding what my values are and what was important to me. But can you give the people here that are listening and watching, like, how can they do that? Because I want I, what I'm trying to get across, not what I'm trying, what I'm getting across is you're not the same. Once you have a kid, the old you is by is by like it's gone. It's gone. That it, that's it is what it is. And I don't even like to say it like that, but it really that you are a new person. So can you explain how can we identify our values as a new mom? Yeah. So um, what I would find what I found helpful for myself is really listening to the cues in your body. Right. So it becomes almost like a semantic experience. And for those of you don't, that don't understand what semantic experience is, really understanding the cues that your body is giving you. Your body is giving you a lot. And especially if you've been through labor, you know that your body was talking to you as you were having the contractions, whether you, even if you had a C-section or if you had a vaginal birth, it doesn't matter. Your body is talking to you, right? And the same way that you experience that through birth, your body is talking to you all the time. And so when you start to take action, right, and what I mean by action is when you're caring for your child, perhaps you have the sleepless nights, perhaps you're breastfeeding, perhaps you're doing different things. It's taking that moment to understand, well, what is your body telling you? Like, what is it that is constricting you? And what is it that is making you feel more expansive, right? That's where I was able to identify my values, where I was like, okay, this feels really good to me. Every time that I do this, like I'm being honest with myself and that's kind of where honesty came. And then as I started kind of putting pieces together, I'm like, wow, honesty has always been a value for me my whole entire life. It just, the pieces just kind of came together as I started listening to what my, my body was saying, right? I think that's the easiest way if you don't have the time to sit down and say, okay, well, let me think now, I have this whole list of words, which one resonates with me or whatnot. That's another way of doing it too. I mean, you can go and kind of search certain words and see what kind of resonates with you. Um, but I, I, I find that that might be a little bit overwhelming where you're like, okay, which one, there's 20, which one do I decide? How do I condense? I think if we think about a heart-centered way, it's just really going within and saying, you know, let me be honest with myself what feels good and what doesn't, right? Once you've identified that, you start realizing, okay, this is not feeling good. Perhaps it's not, it's something, you know, you kind of start choosing your battles really at that point of what's important to you, right? Because like you said, your identity, you know, everything changes when you become a mom, right? It's almost kind of like you said, you, you now have outgrown this, you're, you're like in a cocoon, you've outgrown that, you've become like a butterfly now. And then it's just the different stages of how that just starts blooming more and more. Um, so I would say that in terms of values, it's really starting to see what you value for yourself. So not even just because I find that there's values that you can have for your family, right? Family values. So really just separating them, right? It's like, two different compartments is for you as a whole, as a person, what do you identify with, right? What are your must that if you had to just pick three things, right? And not even to limit it, because sometimes when you feel like there's limiting, 
there may be some just restriction or constriction, but really saying, okay, you know, maybe for you is a value is joy, right? You know that you've always been this joyous person that they need that in their life, right? And when I say by need, it's not necessarily like if you don't have it, you're, you're gone. But that may be just something that you're like, okay, now how can I embody that, right? So these different cues, um, when you start listening to your body, right? And even from the experiences, you start realizing like, I need more of that, or I want more of that. And you start identifying, okay, this is definitely something that is in my list of like values. Like when I have that, I feel the sense of ease. I feel connected. I feel like I can breathe. And that's where you start getting like that alignment piece where you're like, I feel good. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm being me, right? So I would say that for whoever is listening, you know, as a new mom is really going within to understand what your body's telling you, just like the contractions that you felt because your body, you may not be aware of it. That's the other thing is bringing that awareness and saying, that didn't feel good. And if it didn't feel good, then perhaps identifying like, am I doing that so often that I'm kind of going that direction? And that is just kind of, you know, not allowing you to express what that other, that real value that you really want is, right? That, so, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Jennifer. That is very important, what you just said uh, about sometimes, a lot of the time, we're not aware, right? And we don't want to feel, a lot of us don't want to feel, right? We live in a society that's like, it talks about, you know, escaping, numbing our feelings, numbing our emotions, because a lot of us are too afraid to go on the other side, to go in the messy, right? Um, Of the anger, the frustration, and on the bottom of anger really is sadness, right? It's sadness. Going back to what I said, I was like, I'm, I was grieving the, the past Leslie before kids, that grief was sadness. It was sadness of what I was not able to do. Right. Um, but it's but on the other side of embracing those quote unquote bad feelings, that's where you get to identify your values, your must. That's I like what Jennifer, what you're saying was identifying values also known as your must. What must you have need or you know, your necessities? What do you need in your life so that you can live that expansive life? And to be honest with you all, I didn't hear that word expansion until like a year or so ago. I didn't know that expansion was something that I could that I could feel as a human being, especially as a mom, because when you hear, and that's something I'm trying, not I'm trying, I'm breaking with this podcast and I'm, you know, dismantling whatever it is, is like, as a mom, you can live a full, expansive, thriving life. We are not here to just survive. Okay. (laughs) We are not here just to survive. So it's really important what Jennifer is sharing about identifying those values, but knowing, knowing that when you identify your values, it's not just like sitting and meditating. Sometimes it's, it's like, you know, figuring out, like Jennifer said, going back to the somatic, the physical, like what doesn't feel right. And like, knowing that it's okay if something is off, especially if you just had a baby, like especially those that first month, I remember actually the first two weeks, 
the doctor was like, we took the baby, you need to take the baby to the the appointments. Like it feels like every single day, those first two weeks. And they're like, yeah, the first two weeks, it, it it's, it's, it's a whirlwind. And I was like, oh, okay. Like it, and just hearing the doctor say that made me feel like a little better because I was just like this, it was just like, what is happening? Like, um, so I say all that to say like, just take it one step at a time. If if identifying values is team too much for you, you're already doing enough though, like listening to this podcast. So don't overwhelm yourself and be like, okay, now I have to do the values and the da-da-da-da-da-da. No, like just take a moment and as you're listening to us, just breathe. But I want to get into the next question, going back to... Well, I'll just get into the next question. So do you remember the first two weeks with your with your daughter? Like, do you remember two, the first two weeks of having this newborn infant? Um, and more in depth, like, what were you thinking? Um, like, what was going through your head? Uh, like, so yeah, share, like, if you remember, because I know she's six now. So it's probably like, oh, my God, that was so far away. But spill everything if you can. But what you're comfortable with. Absolutely. You know, interestingly, I do remember those two weeks. Um, and I will say because before I had the baby, I prepped myself. And, you know, I was already kind of in the yoga community. I did a lot of meditating. You know, I, I did a lot of things. And so one of the things that I had promised with myself was I'm going to feel all of this. Right. I wanted to go the whole holistic route. And the first two weeks were by far the hardest two weeks of my life because I don't care what anybody tells you like, oh, you're not going to sleep and you have to change diapers or whatever. You just hear those things and it goes from one ear to the other. But when you're actually living it, right, I will say like, I didn't know (laughs) that, you know, sleep, not sleeping would affect me and just what my hormones were doing. The first two weeks, like I said, was just an emotional dump for me where I had every single ex- like emotion you could imagine. And at first, you know, I, I pride myself for like, oh, I'm not gonna cry. And I'm like, no, I gotta cry. Like, it's just, I would just cry out of random things. I was cleaning like bottles or whatever it was that I was doing. And I found myself just like crying and not understanding what I was experiencing. and you know, I would say that it was difficult uh, for me because um, I had a hard time breastfeeding. And if I'm honest, because I was so, um, those first two weeks were just like, I wasn't sleeping, obviously, I was waking up. Um, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, like, am I doing the right thing? You know, am I changing her the right thing? Am I carrying her the right thing? Especially if you're a mom, you're like, this is, the, the elements were just weird, right? I was like, how do I juggle all these things? And I can tell you, and if I'm being very transparent, like showers for me were, they didn't happen very often, right? And it was just mostly like, how do I balance all of this? How do I get in the rhythm? of all of this. And, and I remember that my inner dialogue was not very positive because I was thinking, man, I wasn't prepared for all of this. (laughs) I've experienced it. I've helped people with children. My sister has uh, three children. I went through that, but you know, there's something where, Hey, you take care of them and then you give them back. But now I had this human that I felt so 
responsible for, right? It's almost like you have this like very delicate glass and now you're like, what do I do? And um, those first two weeks were just, you know, like I was saying, I wasn't getting enough sleep, obviously. And I didn't even know how to use the breast pump because I had to do like breast pump. Like, unfortunately, I was having issues with her latching, which is another emotional roller coaster, right? You're like, oh my goodness, I've, I've always wanted to do this. And dealing with those emotions there. But once I let that go and stop, you know, like gripping of the outcome, it started working. But when I remember when I was pumping, I only had one pump on and I didn't put the other one. And I'm like, why is the milk not coming out? You know, like I was just so delirious at that point that I was, you know, it, it just, things were just so foggy. But one of the things that really helped for me during those two week periods was just allowing myself to cry, allowing myself to feel and allowing myself to know that I've never done this before. I'm okay with this. Like, okay. Right. And um, it was just definitely, so I would definitely say for, you know, those new moms out there is bring compassion mm. to that experience. And what I mean by compassion is just by telling yourself like, man, you're doing a good job. Like you had the baby. Like yes. now yes. you have the baby. <laughs> like acknowledge that you have the baby. Because that in itself is an experience. Ooh. I don't think women like give themselves that credit. Like, look, you for one carried the baby. Yes. And you yes. delivered the baby, regardless of how it happened. Right. Oh, right? they I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's I, I ended up having a C-section and had a, a very mm-hmm. long experience. Mm-hmm. But it's like acknowledge yourself for that first and say, Wow, like I did it. Yeah. Now the next phase welcoming that next phase that you know has it's it's like that reframing of words and obviously now we've done our our personal development Mm -hmm. and you know these are things that I wish somebody would have shared with me um and I love that you know you asked that question I hope that that kind of yeah yeah that was an incredible response um you had the baby I want to talk over you had the baby like I and I it's so funny because I had my kids technically like back to back they they're called Irish twins so they're like 18 months apart like they look alike and everything um and those first few weeks if I if I it was a blur so I'm so happy that you're like you remember um but I wanted to say like even to this day, because like I said, my kids are three and four. <laughs> there will be times where I'll tell my husband, I'm like, I had a I gave birth. I was pregnant because I was like, I was technically pregnant for two years. Two yeah. years I was pregnant. So once I got out of that fog, because that's something I feel like it was foggy, like those first few months after having the kid, it wasn't until maybe like a year or so, a year and a half ago that I started feeling like myself. But like I shared with you all, it's a different myself. It's not the Leslie before kids, but I started feeling like more like, okay, like I'm a human again. I'm, I'm not breastfeeding there. I'm not constantly being touched on. Um, But now that I'm like, I had a, like, 
it's now that I'm like, I had a baby. Like I birthed this kid. So I will joke with my husband and be like, if he says like, you need to do this or whatever. I'm like, I birthed these kids. I was like, do you not remember? I was pregnant for two years. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Like rolls his eyes. But I'm like, because it's me processing. I had a baby. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just want, like, if you're watching or listening to this and your kid is like, you know, it's, they're still newborn. They, and that's why I deem new mom on five and under because your kid's working on potty training or you're breastfeeding. Your, your kid is depending on you. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're not in the phase yet where they're playing the Roblox and they're, you know, uh, going on the field trips and like, they don't need us um, physically as much right we're, we're not in that stage yet we're in the kid like the kid needs you to survive so give yourself credit like just 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 give yourself credit so if the crying happens cry like don't numb yourself and when I say numb I don't even mean like drinking alcohol I I mean like don't ignore it because ignoring is numbing as well if you're just like ah I'm going to watch TV and and that's fine too. Like, you know, please watch the TV, take that me time, but it's important to like allow the feeling. So let's keep, okay. So during those two weeks, you know, as soon as you have a baby for some, you know, you have a lot of family around um, or you have people that are helping you. And or while you're pregnant, we hear this mm-hmm. phrase, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. Um, I know I heard that a lot. So what did your village look like? Yeah, so um, that's an interesting question. And I will say that because it's true. It takes a village. Um, however, in that time period, my husband and I decided to move to the country and um, we didn't have a lot of family around and we had friends or whatnot, but we were very grateful that we were able to have family come and stay with us like in- intermittently for the first three months, which I would say are very crucial when you're going through, you know, this new, um, this new reality now that y- you, you're a mom and, you know, you have a baby and um So, you know, I had my mom, I had my sister, um, my mother-in-law, and um, just friends. But ultimately, if I'm being very transparent and honest, it was my husband and I. And like I said, we had friends or whatnot, but I think really in terms of like the village, kind of looking at it now, like I said, we had a really good support systems. But I think when you're inside your home, And it's just you and your husband. It's like you both really need to support each other, right? Like the village starts from within because when those people go home, right? And those people like, you know, they're with you within those crucial times. But when they go home, the reality sets in that it's the two of you, right? It's not just like one person and, you know, um, kudos to all the single moms out there, right? That are doing that alone. Like, please give yourself that gratitude and that, that especially that compassion that like, Hey, you're doing this, right? Like you're fronting this like alone, but knowing that that's really kind of like where the reality sits in. But I do really feel that having a support system is important, right? Knowing that if you did need help, um, you know who to phone and who you can call, 
right? Because I did have that, right? So I would say that intimately in the home, the village is really you and your spouse, right? Setting those foundations and what you want your routines or your rhythms and your boundaries and your balances to look like, right? As you're raising your child. And then beyond that, it becomes more like your support group, your support system, right? Who do you have that you can communicate with if you're having certain feelings or if you needed food or if you, what, whatever it is that you need. Um, and I had to get really vulnerable and realize like, okay, you know, for a long time, I wanted to do things alone, right? And it, it, that could just be from upbringing and our belief systems. Um, I had to challenge that. And I had to realize like, no, you know, we all, as a collective, you know, there's so much that you can do together. And I was like, you know what, set that part aside, like, I'm going to call a friend. And I know that that friend will be there for me. And, and they were. And so I think that's kind of where the village piece comes in, where when you are in need, or when you just, you know, you, you kind of like your circle of influence really matters, right? So it's really identifying, you know, who is your circle of influence, right? Who are those people that can elevate you in those moments that you are not your best and you not feel judged, right? Because that's the other thing is, you know, you feeling that you can be yourself and allowing yourself to be yourself. And, and that goes back to the A is allowing yourself to be you and say like, hey, like, I'm not doing too good, that right? We're in. I, need, I need help. Right. I need help. And I found myself in certain points where I was like, I need help. Yeah. And they're like in a heartbeat. Right. right? And when you realize like, wow, like they really challenge that belief. And mm. it, it, it almost becomes a learning experience when you allow that to happen and say, okay, can, can I have a support group? Right. Mm -hmm. And some people may, may have been raised to always have the support group. So it's easy. But right. for those out there listening that feel like, I have to do this on my own. It's great. Like, yeah, you, you can tell a story on later, but think of how much hardship you deal with internally and how much you hold within because you're like, man, this is hard. Exactly. It is <laughs> and hard. It doesn't have to be yeah. that, that hard in terms of the support system. Right. Wise, right. Yeah. Um, but really, really identifying, um, you know, just that circle of influence and, I think what I really learned from that experience, even with the villaging is trust. Yeah. Can I trust myself and trusting others? But really the trust came from within is allowing myself to trust me, first of all, with my instincts and with what, you know, intuitively I was like the gifts that I was provided to give my child and, you know, the village that I had within my home. And then when I had the trust within myself, it was easy to have the trust within Ooh. others. That's good. And I think that's why, I want, you know, as black people, women of color, a lot of us were taught we have to do it on our own because I know I'm first generation. So my parents, you know, immigrated from from Jamaica to, to, to the States and it was like, you keep your head down and you do it on your own. And it made sense for them at the time. But like, we don't have to live like that. Like, we don't we are better together, you know, that like, it's, it's so true what Jennifer said, we are better together. And being coming a mom, I don't want to say forces you, but it really 
makes you realize how important community is. Community does not have to be so village and community. That's what we're getting at, right? Is the importance of community. Um, I didn't know the importance of community. I didn't know that I, I was hungry for it. Not even, I was, what's, what's beyond hungry. I was like, ah, once I got into communities that I needed, I was like, wait a minute, I'm introverted. I just needed like people that, that are like me, you know? And if I didn't become a mom, I, I would probably still be very lonely, very shy, um, wouldn't really do a whole lot with myself. And because I became becoming a mom, it just it opened up so much for me becoming a mom, really. And, you know, I know it's majority moms listening to this, but becoming a mom, it really changes your life for the better. It's for the better because it forces you to do the work. If like, like I told you all, I didn't find myself until after having kids, because like Jennifer says, it's an emotional dump. Those first two weeks, you experience every emotion known to man. You experience all of it. And you're and it's either you continue to survive and just like ignore all of the emotions, or you're like, okay, going back to A. I'm going to allow myself to cry. I'm going to allow myself to be vulnerable and ask for help. Because like Jennifer said, you when you text that person or call, if if they're in your best interest and, and love you, they will they will come. They'll be like, say less. And they're already they're already on their way. You know, I do want to preface like if you are a single mom, like Jennifer already did say, like, look to support groups online. Do not sleep on Facebook. So like put in like support group for new mom or whatever it is. If you are still struggling to find that support, please um, reach out to me. Let me know, like, because that was something that I struggled with, which I'll share on another episode of how I ended up finding a community, like communities to help me grow And like, I'm in multiple communities and I need all of those communities because they all help with certain things that I need. So community is important. All mothers need community. Super, super mom, super woman is is done. It's old news. We cannot do it all. Patriarchy or whatever you want to, they have conditioned us to believe that because they don't want us to thrive. In order to thrive, you need community. So and I agree with that 100%. And that word community definitely resonates 100%, right? It's like you, that support that you get from community and just the energy in itself is, you know, especially in those crucial times where you don't really know yourself anymore mm-hmm. because you just had a child and you're like, oh my goodness. Like, especially for the very like new moms, like your firstborn. Yeah. Right. Yes. And maybe even the second one or the third one, you you feel like you have things figured out, but then there's like a spin where you're like, oh my God, I thought I I thought I had it figured out, but things changed again. Yeah. Right. And you may not get like the emotional roller roller coaster dump to like the third one and you're like, oh my goodness, like right. Um, so yeah, community 100 percent Yes. We have two more questions. Yeah. I like to keep it funky, keep it transparent here. So I love it. Yeah. 
did you want to be a mom? Like before you found out like, oh, I'm pregnant. Like, were you, were you a, a child uh, that was like, yeah, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a mom. Like what type of person were you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be very real. When I was little, I did not want to be a mom. I did not see myself having a child. I loved kids, right? I was like, always like, oh, I'm going to be a teacher or I'm going to be someone who like education or whatever the case is. But I felt like that was just such a huge responsibility that I was not sure. And I think a lot of this came from self-image. And for those of you that are thinking like, what is self-image is the image that I had of myself, the identity that I had of myself then did not feel good enough to be a mom, right? Because I lived with women that I'm like, wow, like they're doing all of this work. Like, I don't know if I'm cut out to do all this work. (laughs) Because they're probably doing it by themselves. Because they're probably they were doing it by themselves. Absolutely. And and like you, a first generation child, like my parents migrated from Colombia, right? And they did the hard work, right? They came and searched for the American dream and everything was like alone and you know, not necessarily, I don't know. But anyhow, that's another story for another day. Um, their podcast so I would see that and I was like I don't know if I want to deal with all of that you know that's a lot like I'm a handful I could only imagine what like if I had a child what that would be like but then of course as I started getting older and um I think I had my child when I was 29 I want to say I was 29 so I I had her pretty later on I started realizing like you know what would that look like to have an extension of me and myself, right? Um, I started just kind of becoming excited by the idea of like, oh my goodness, like bringing another human being here and, you know, what else do you do, you know? And so I, at that point in my life, I had transitioned from like, hell no, (laughs) I don't want a child to then like, yeah, like that would be super exciting um, to have a baby, Um, so we were trying at that point mutually to have a baby and, um, it was interesting though, because I don't feel like my husband was necessarily prepared. Yeah. Um, so (laughs) he actually, like we prolonged the process, which was fine because I really do feel that when you're both kind of mutually there, you're you're never going to be prepared to have a baby. Like, let's be real here. Right. You can try to put all the pieces together or all like the dominoes in place and it never really like it's just the unexpected it really is yes um so yeah to answer that question initially no after I started realizing who I was um and things started changing I realized okay like yeah I could I I think I could be a good mom you know um so yeah I love it I love that answer um yeah that's a question that we'll be hearing throughout this episode because I feel like I don't hear it enough. And because this is my podcast, we're going to ask because also um, the reason I asked this question, that question is because I feel like that has a lot to do with how we hold space for our feelings once the baby arrives. Because if you didn't want to be a mom your whole life, right? Then the baby comes and sometimes we have resentment. And we're like, what, why do we have this? Like, if you're doing the work, which you already are, because you're, you're listening to this podcast, 
you're like, why, why am I having this resentment? Like you're, this is how you're allowing the feelings. You can simply just ask yourself the question, like, why do I resent this baby? Like, I'm going to be real, you know, I like, and then it's like, it has nothing to do with the baby. It's just because did you want to be a mom? So I would love for you all to unpack that, like journal that, take that as homework. That's how you can allow the feelings, like let it out, let it out. Just let it out. It's okay. There is no judgment. Know that. And know that the biggest judger is yourself. It's not God. It's not God. God loves you unconditionally. God loves you so much. And that's something that I had to work through in therapy because I thought God would would judge me for thinking things a certain way and doing things a certain way. So I just want to say that to you, like God loves you so much, write it all out, type it all out, put, get it out of you. So you don't have that resentment towards your child because the child, they don't deserve, they don't deserve that. And they're here for a reason. The child is here for a reason. They're, they're here to do their, their purpose on this planet. Right. So, um, anyways, okay. Uh, Yeah. And just echoing to that too, is really, if you are feeling any sort of resentment, like identifying that, like how you said about not being, not wanting to be a mom, because if I'm even more transparent with you guys, and this may resonate with some of you um, and, and maybe sound a little shallow, but that's the judgment that I had to deal with myself was part of me didn't want to have a child because I always wanted to have a boy. Oh, right. And that's really interesting because I ended up having a girl. <laughs> yeah, she has a girl, guys. <laughs> and, I am, and I'm very grateful for my girl, but I also had to process that. Like, okay, like what's coming up for me? Like, why did I want to have a boy? Like, what is it that's coming up for me? And dealing with those emotions and not to like get personal, but I, I've talked to numerous amounts of people that have had that similar experience mm-hmm. and that how that can actually, you know, be part of that journey of the processing that you were just mentioning, Leslie, and not holding that resentment of like, oh man, you know, and like I said, I'm super grateful that God blessed me with a super healthy child. You know, my six-year-old going on 30, she's amazing. (laughs) She's literally a mirror of me. And like you said, these kids come here for a reason, right? You know, we're not necessarily um, giving, like given what we want, yeah. Like we're given what we need that's it right to grow mm-hmm. and to become expansive like you mentioned earlier in this podcast it's really about expanding mm-hmm. right and, and allowing yourself to hurts uh, expansion but, hurts it's also known as stretching if you will stretching, like, yes yeah it doesn't it's feel about like yeah it, it gives is. you when you expand sorry Jennifer, but when you expand yeah. It gives you more room to what Jennifer was saying at the beginning to to hold more love, to to hold these feelings, because the reason a lot of us are afraid to hold the feelings is because we're like this, like physically, a lot of us are like hunched over, closed off, clenched jaw, like, but the more you expand and it's uncomfortable at first, it doesn't feel right because you don't do it. But the more you open yourself up, then you're able to take on the feelings for yourself and process it in a healthy way. So, yeah. 
And if I could just add one more thing to that, Leslie, is also remembering that you are not your feelings. Mm. Okay. We like as a collective, you know, and I'm, I'm going to even talk for myself, right. And not kind of put anybody, you know, like you do that or whatever is in the past, I was in the habit of saying, I am this, Mm. but we are not that feeling. And that's really something that I've taught my daughter is like, you're feeling that and you're experiencing that feeling, but you are not that feeling. That's why we get to process those feelings. We get to feel them, right? And be gentle with them and allow them to come because that's not who we are. Mm. So I really just wanted to put that out there is notice the verbiage that you use, right? I am sad. Mm. I'm feeling sad. <laughs> that these are feelings. This feeling is sadness. But I am not sadness. That sadness does not define me. That's important, everyone. We are, you are not your feelings. That is very important. And I don't, I think I maybe said this in the show notes, but, you know, we hear like, we're going to close out. But before we close out, we hear a lot about gentle parenting, right? And we're hearing, you see this a lot on the ticky talkies. You see it everywhere. Gentle parents, gentle parenting. And we're teaching our kids to have these big feelings. And, and what Jennifer just said, we're teaching our kids all of that like you are not this you are not that so the same thing jennifer said that she shares with her daughter like you are not those feelings like you get to process them but you are i am sad don't say that say i am feeling sad and i'm able to process that sadness and blah 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 do that for yourself mom like as the mom that is watching and listening to this do that for yourself because when you're able to what we're also talking about is emotional regulation when you're able to emotionally regulate yourself from the jump and like i said from the jump is that zero to five um you are then able to help teach your kids like how jennifer is saying she's now able and i know her daughter is probably very like good with processing all that because jennifer is an amazing person so but you have to do it with yourself first you have to do it with yourself first you have to know like how to identify your own feelings so then when your kid as your kid gets older because i will say now that my kids can talk and are building their personality like are coming into their personalities they have a lot of emotions and I catch myself getting uncomfortable because I wasn't allowed to my, to, I wasn't allowed to cry for like more than, I don't know, a minute or even that, like fix your face, stop crying. And it's like, now here I am, you know, trying to figure it all out. So I just say that to say like, kids, kids are mirrors. We're all mirrors of each other. But anyways, that was that was a good question. I loved that. I loved your answer with the whole did you want to be a mom? That was beautiful. Okay. Last question. Um what advice? I feel like you said you said such great stuff. I don't even say that like you said amazing things. But um you know, maybe for people that just fast forward to the end. Um <laughs> what advice would you give to new moms? You know, the the advice that I give to new moms is for one, you can't get it wrong. Okay. So accepting that what you're doing is enough, first of all. And secondly, invest in yourself. 
right? Invest in yourself and whatever that looks like, right? It's not necessarily, okay, go get a massage, go get your nails done. You know, maybe that's like, hey, investing on a mentor, right? I know that I've done that. That's changed my life and in so many different levels. Um, Investing if you need to get a new bed, you know, because you want better quality of sleep, right? Maybe that could be the issue, the reason why you're not sleeping, you know, investing in just time, investing in time for yourself, even if that means I'm going to take five minutes and go to the bathroom and just breathe and just connect with myself, right? But I think the investing portion, right? Um, Really taking that seriously and knowing that, you know, investing time to just figure out who you are, right? And, And as I kind of talked about in the beginning, you know, allowing these feelings to come in, investing in that time to to spend with yourself. And what I would say, one of the last things that I would say is we can read a lot of things. We hear a lot of things. But at the end of the day, you're uniquely and beautifully made. So trust yourself. Trust yourself and know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, right? As a mom. And if for whatever reason you're doubting that and you need the self-confidence or the self-esteem or you need a sounding board or whatever it is to kind of work through that and see what's possible for you, then I definitely recommend to go out there, find community of women that can elevate you and get you to a point where you're like, wow, like it is possible for me because it's possible for all of you, right? There doesn't need to be that struggle or that feel of I need to survive it should feel like the beautiful thing like thriving right and if like me and Leslie like you know you maybe have you were you grew up in a a state where not a state but just the family background where it's like okay you got to do this alone you don't and give yourself permission to say I don't have it all figured out and it's okay it's okay right invest in yourself right do yoga (laughs) meditate. Um, And if those are big words that you're like, I don't know what those means. It just means find time for yourself to breathe, to be in stillness. And stillness is just you allowing yourself to feel and allowing going back to what the title of all of this is, it's just allowing it and allowing it to feel good. That's what life is about. It's about being and being able to experience it, being joy, being love, you know, being kindness to yourself first, because if we don't give it to ourselves first, we can't give it to anybody. We can. We really can. I heard that. Yeah. I heard that differently just now. That's, that's wild. Cause you can hear things over and over. Like you're also and like you just saying that it's so true. If you're not showing yourself that love, that kindness, that, that beauty, you, how would you know how to give it to somebody else? It, it really like, I, wow, I heard that differently today. Anyways. Yeah. Wow. Especially for your children, right? So love yourself first so that they can see that love that you're giving to yourself. And then it's so easy to give it to your child. So easy because you do it for yourself first. So, so much love to all of you. And again, give yourself that kudo and, and hugs. Like you had the baby, you did it. You are amazing. And so are you, Leslie. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. This feels really good. This was really good, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You're doing a great job. You really are. 
Till the next episode. Bye.